Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2314. Today, I'm talking with somebody you could call a road angel. You'll understand in a minute. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah! Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Yeah, I'm back in the UK, Nottingham today, with a very special guest by the name of Gary Digva. Gary, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Of course I am, Mark. I think you're always ready to release the clutch. I know <laughs> I know a little bit about you and the kind of cars you like, and we're going to get into that in a minute, and I'm going to give you an introduction in a moment. But first, I want you to share one little thing that most people don't know about you, Gary. Well, Mark, um, I'll probably say the biggest thing people don't know about me is that I'm married and I have four children. Four? Wow. Yeah, four, yeah. yeah. So I'm at the young old age of uh, 41. And my eldest is going to be 18 and my youngest is six. So yeah, keep, keep myself busy. So married, wife, four children, and yeah, and uh, lots of cars and lots of automotive tech around me. Most definitely. And, you know, with children spread out that far, wow, you're experiencing a lot of different child-rearing things all at one time. That must be an exciting house to be in. Absolutely. It's crazy. I mean, you don't know what it's like. It's uh, it's mental when your oldest is ready for university and your youngest is still going to, to reception. And then you've got, I've got some young, ready-to-become teenagers approaching middle school, as it was to say in America. I think it's middle school, isn't it, when they're sort of hit? Yeah, junior high and high school, middle schools before high school. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's tough, but it's great because they're off that age where they can all manage themselves and do their own thing and keep themselves entertained, keep us entertained and keep us on our toes. Well, very happy family you got there, no doubt. That sounds like a lot of fun and a very cool business that we're going to talk about. So let me give you an introduction here. Gary Digva is the founder of Road Angel. Yeah, he's a bit of a road angel. <laughs> Their award-winning and groundbreaking design and technology supports a broad range from dash camera to speed awareness to integrated car stereos, all the designed to help keep motors safe, keeping you very safe and on the road. Auto equipment theft costs, well, it costs everybody these days, and it's common knowledge that thieves target tradespeople. Stolen equipment uh, has risen 80% in recent years. Sounds like you guys have the same problem in Europe that we've been having over here with theft. Uh, And the spiraling cost of theft trickles down to everyone. So protecting your valuables starts with Road Angel. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors. So give them a little love. They keep the petrol in the tanks. And we'll be right back with Gary. Yep. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up, way up. But my usage was the same, and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 
224-9324 and protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. They're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and first-hand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. TechForce is a charity of choice here at Cars, yeah. Auto techs are in high demand, but the supply, it's critically short. For every one tech who graduates school, there's five jobs waiting for them. Said another way, four technician jobs go unfilled for every technician graduate. Lots of young people love cars, but don't know how to turn that passion into their careers. TechForce Foundation shows them through career exploration, technical education, and the workforce development solutions. Join Cars yeah in supporting TechForce Foundation and its mission to solve the technician shortage by donating at techforce.org today. So Gary, we are back. So I want to talk a little bit about how you got into this industry, and then we're going to take a deeper dive into Road Angel. Uh, it's become so important to protect the things around us, and I've got friends who work in the trades who've had entire truckloads of tools taken in very short periods of time while they're in Home Depot getting a new hammer or something. You know, it's terrible, but there's also a lot of other elements to this, speeding, controlling what you're doing on the road. But let's take a step back first. How did you get in this industry? Well, well, the industry was automotive, and it was started by my father, um, my brother Steve. My father was a market trader, had a passion for just work, grafting, and, and sort of earning money and providing for his family. And my brother Steve had a very passionate automotive background. So he very quickly, from a young age, got into automotive products like car audio, speakers, amplifiers, etc. And then when I joined the business in the late 90s, I had a very keen tech interest. So Steve was all about historic audio sound, and I was all about tech, innovation, bringing it into the 21st century, making sure that we're market leaders in everything, internet, um, and do all of that type of stuff. So Road Angel was developed to, to make Britain's roads safer. And at the time, it was about speed cameras were new. People were being caught speeding left, right, and center. They didn't understand the technology. They didn't understand what the police were after, and and bottom line is it was a revenue maker but at the same time it was trying to keep the road it was trying to keep all motorists and all road users safe so our technology at, at the very offset would advise consumers if they were approaching a speed camera thus slowing them down making that area safer getting getting them through it and then obviously they'll carry on in speed and, and drive faster again so we developed the technology further then to say well actually we don't just want to tell them about speed cameras. We want to tell them about the road speed limit so they can make an informed decision whether to slow down or not. And that's really where our technology started to become special and innovative because we were then advising drivers to slow down when they were automatically speeding because they weren't in a speed camera zone. So that's really the, the origins of, of, of where our business started 20-odd years ago. 
Well, you know, it's important. And over here in the States, we do have some cameras, but they're typically just at red lights to catch people that don't come to a complete stop or blow through a red light. Massively dangerous, obviously. But other than that, we sometimes have these flashing signs that say you're speeding, but uh, not the kind of cameras that you see in Europe. And I remember the first time I went over to the UK, I wasn't familiar with those things. And uh, the rental car company said be very careful going into towns you know because they've all got these little boxes they're in the bushes or they're standing right out there and at first i thought uh you know another revenue maker but when you stop and think about it speeding is super dangerous and we have these cars nowadays they could go so fast even you know toyota camrys and hondas i mean they can go really fast and you see all these videos on youtube of crashes and it's just it's horrific i've had guests on the show who've lost their children uh it's terrible so in a way you know i love your your company name you guys are angels to kind of sit there and hover over and remind people slow down because there could be a little child in the road up here absolutely and that that's our technology it's about making the road safer for everybody not just the driver it's about the passenger it's about the other vehicles the other vehicles passengers there's children crossing the road, pets, animals, even wildlife. It breaks my heart when I drive on the road and see uh, an injured animal on the floor or on the roadside. And I just think, did that animal have to die? Was that driver driving too fast? Was that driver paying attention? And that's really where our technology comes into its own, is, is to make the driver or give the driver the empowering information to make the right decision. So if they're going to drive fast, they know the road angel saying, hey, you hit the speed limit. The speed limit is 30, 40, 50, whatever it is. And anything you've got to do beyond that is your own risk. We're advising you that you need to make this decision uh, carefully and think about it. And, and our, our road angel is like the, the guardian angel on your shoulder. So he's tapping you and saying, hey, remember, it's a 30 here. Slow down. And over time, our technology has progressed to, to really develop the, the ability and the, the user user interaction with the user itself and the driver so we put the driver in in the automotive seat and we say look what would you like how would you like it better how can we train you better um, so our product gives you more information and working with the consumer and working with our engineers we've developed the system so it's not in your face it's not uh, constantly hounding you but it's there subtly giving you the right information when required um, and you're right, you can you can drive fast. You could do 30, uh, 50 in the 30 zone in a Toyota Camry, in a Lamborghini, in a Ferrari, in any vehicle, you can break the speed limit. So the misconception of many drivers on the road is that if you've got a fast car, you've got to break the speed limit. But actually, if you look at statistics, and I'm talking about the UK only, 98% of all people who break the speed limit and get caught speeding drive normal, everyday cars either electric or vehicles with engine sizes of up to two, two and a half liters. Now, let's talk a little bit about the different types of products that you offer people. I just came back from Southern California. Now, I live in Washington State. They do not put up with speeding. I mean, if you go five miles and over on the freeway, you'll get pulled over. California is a free-for-all on the freeways. I couldn't, you know, I came from there, but I, every time I go down there, I'm a little bit blown away. And I had an accident happen right in front of me. And I was thinking if I'd had a camera in the car, this lady cut me off and then cut off a semi-truck and the semi-truck nailed her. And she's lucky she's alive. And I, I got out to help her and the truck driver got out and he said, I said, you know, do you need me as a witness? She cut us off. And she said, or he said, no, I've got a camera in my car. I saw everything. I saw her coming. Um, I just couldn't stop fast enough. I'm 80,000 pounds. So 
let's talk about why it's important to have these products, but more importantly, the different products that you have and how they integrate uh, into stereo systems, how easy they are to use to go back and look at things so you can see, hey, it wasn't my fault. Or in the case of theft, who was that that got into my vehicle and stole all my things? Yeah, sure. So um, the type of products that we do, uh, Mark, the first, the first product we ever developed was Speed Awareness, which was going back in the days. We then progressed Speed Awareness into dash cameras, so cameras for your car to do exactly that, to monitor the road ahead, to record what's happening outside of the vehicle for a whole purpose of products. We then developed a range of car stereos because we, we've got a love for automotive. We've got a love for audio. So we want to bring in that audio tech into the vehicle. And we're furthering developing some new technologies in vehicle tracking, so stolen vehicle tracking, and also more dash cameras for, for commercial vehicles, such as trucks and larger vans, etc. All our products all integrate, not 100% currently at the moment with each other, but we're developing an ecosystem where all our products will talk and integrate to each other. And all that is built around one of our app technologies that we've just launched recently uh, in the UK, which coincides to our Road Angel Pure Speed Awareness product. Later, that will then talk to our dash cameras, and then later it will talk to our car stereos and our vehicle trackers. And, and they're the main product categories that we have developed so far on Road Angel. Going back to your scenario of you, the truck uh, involved in an accident, dash cameras is something that lots of consumers are considering purchasing, especially in the US at the moment. It's, it's a small but fast-growing market. It's quite established here in the UK, and the reasons why people would want a dash camera are so different. I would want a dash camera to protect myself in the event of an accident, so I can say it wasn't me at fault because I'm, I, I see myself as a good, sensible driver, not breaking speed limits, trying to abide the law, don't use my mobile phone whilst driving. Um, and now all the do's and don'ts, I'm that type of guy where I just want to make sure that my dash cam is recording, it's always looking out, and it's always there. Then there's a second type of user who, who wants to record, the, who wants a dash cam to record everything else that's happening in the vehicle. And then in the event of a claim, can sort of accelerate that claim, insurance claim. And then there's a third type of customer who's buying a dash cam because he's heard it's cool, he's heard it's good, and he'll buy a dash cam just or he, she will buy a dash cam just to tick that box and say, yeah, I've got one and I might need to rely on it one day. But chances are they've sort of hit the entry price point, dash cam goes in, works for a couple of weeks and then stops working. So. It's really, really important that if you're going to make the decision to buy a dash cam, which I think all consumers should do, especially motorists, you should buy the right one, that one that's going to work. You know, I was looking at uh, new Porsches recently, kind of interested in a new car, and one of the options was it's prepped for a dash cam. And uh, now this is a Porsche, uh, new Porsche, but are many cars or most cars these days all prepped or is it easy to install these things or do you have to take them to somebody? Not many cars are prepped with dash cams. I, I can only talk for the UK and European market here, Mark, and, and I, can, I can safely say that 95% of the vehicles that are purchased brand new currently in the UK are not prepped for dash cams at all. But our dash cams, our Road Angel dash cams are so easy to install. Put it on your windscreen, behind the rear view mirror, in the top left hand side for us and there'll be top <laughs> right side for america yeah we drive on the wrong side here i'm sorry we should have followed your lead <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah and it's one cable and you just run the cable down straight across the roof line in a pillar and straight into the fuse tap uh, and the fuse box so it's really quite simple so there's absolutely no vehicle in the world that we can't retrofit one of our dash cams 
onto. An installation would probably take, depending on the type of dash cam it is, if it's a single facing dash cam, maybe half an hour. And if it's a dual dash cam, maybe an hour. Or you can, there's plenty of places around that will install these things uh, properly, make sure they all work for you. Um, that's always my case. Go to an expert, make sure it's put, put in right. Yeah, 100%. I love it. You know, I love to talk with guests about what I call our driving inspirations, people in their lives that really inspired them. You come from a family of very hard workers. You, know, you use the word graft, and that's not something that we use over here. And it's funny you used it because I just was watching well, am I, with my wife. I think it was um, Call the Midwife. And, yeah. and uh, they used the word graft, and I went, Wait, that has a different meaning here. What are they talking about? But basically it means a hardworking person, a person that rolls up their sleeves, kind of more blue collar, I guess, and gets down into the trenches and does the job. Am I using that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So you come from this family. You mentioned your dad, hardworking brother, you. Is there somebody, and, and I'm kind of guessing here, I think where we're going to go, because people that come from families that are entrepreneurial and hardworking, those are their inspirations. Is, are those people yours in your family, your mom, your dad, your brother? Absolutely. Ever since I've been a child, I've, I've aspired to my parents uh, and my older siblings, my brothers and my sisters, my mother and father. I've always aspired to, to work hard, graft, and do the best I can inside of work and obviously within the family as well. Business doesn't always stop at the office. So it's, it's, it's continued before you go to the office. It's continued when you get home after work. So the mind is never Stop. Uh, my mind in, in particular, I never stop. I'm constantly working, thinking, sending myself reminders, emails, making notes. Um, and it's just literally using what I've seen uh, my parents do, my brothers do over the last sort of 30 years growing up, but doing it in a more digital format nowadays to make sure that I'm always at the front of my game, top of my game and delivering good products for consumers. I was going to touch on this earlier, but I, I do want to touch on it. Technology is just firing at such a pace and you're a tech guy. Your business is all about tech and it, it relates to this next question about challenge and we'll go down a couple paths here, but the challenge of keeping up with technology and seeing what's coming ahead. Uh, here we had in the old days la uh, laser detectors, radar detectors, you know, that you put up and they beep and scream at you and so forth. You've got something entirely new and it's very, very cool. But keeping up with technology, is that, are you finding that's uh, a challenge or is that what really motivates you to kind of always be looking down the road? There's a nice pun for what we're talking about. Yeah, to, yeah. To keep up with the technology and so that by the time you bring something to market, it's not old already. Absolutely. Keeping up with technology, not just keeping up with it, but innovating technology is the future. We constantly look at other markets, other products available and, and, and apply those, those learnings and saying, how do we bring this into the vehicle? How can, we make a, how can we make a driver's life easier? How can we make a pedestrian's life safer? On that? And, and the way we develop our technology is I'm the visionary for our business and, and all the crazy ideas come from me. Uh, some of them, sorry, I shouldn't take credit for, for all of them, most of them and some of them. But the way we, we deliver tech is, is we look at other industries, we look at what's possible, we pride into the questions of our engineers. So we, we ask our engineers a number of questions that will get negative answers. We then start challenging them and say, well, how do we address this? How do we address that? How, is this possible? And all of a sudden, the engineer starts thinking as I'm thinking, yes, that's possible. Yes, you can do this. It's achievable. So when we're at Road Angel, we're just looking at technology as a whole. One, 
we don't want to just be the followers of technology. We want to lead the technology forefront. And we look at that by addressing other markets and then bringing them into the automotive sector. And, and one of the examples of how we're addressing technology at the moment is the use of AI. So our new dash cameras that we're launching for the balance of this year at Christmas time will incorporate a number, uh, number automatic number plate recognition system. Wow. So that's using the technology off the camera, running AI on, on, on top of one of the cores, looking at the road ahead and the directly at the vehicle in front and the cars either side, one on the left, one on the right, processing those frames uh, of that video, frame by frame, deciphering the numbers and the images and the icons that it sees, and then recording them, storing them in the metadata, and then storing them onto the SD card. Wow. Um, and that's the use of AI. And the reason why we've done that is because the years of selling dash cameras, one of the biggest questions that most consumers would ask is, can I record the number plate? Can I see the number plate clearly? And all they would do is stop, press play, stop, press play, trying to decipher the number plate of the vehicle that's either had an accident or driven past them at speed or whatever the reasons were. So we developed the AI tech, which is readily available in the world of the internet, and, and AI is big now, and incorporated that into our new dash cams. Oh, how cool. I, I was going to yeah, bring up AI because I've had guests on the show that are developing new technology for autonomous cars. And instead of using old LiDAR, they're using new, cam like the cameras on our mobile devices that are so crisp and clear. And we've all seen the old cameras that capture something, but you can't even make out the person's face. It's like, what good was that? It's just a, a blur. So yeah. this is pretty cool. Uh, really, really cool what you're doing. Challenges, though. Business comes with challenge. Life comes with challenge. Could you share a challenge that you faced that looking back was kind of painful, but are you glad you did it because you learned a lot of things? Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges in my business life has been when I got delisted from a major, major retailer here in the UK. So it was the biggest supermarket in the UK, and I was supplying the millions of pounds worth of products every year. Business was booming. Things were good. And I got that dreaded phone call from the buyer one day to say, hey, we've had an internal discussion here and we need to cut costs, reduce overheads and, and, and streamline our supply. And I'm afraid that um, your products and your business is going to be discontinued from our range. Ouch. And it's yeah. Like, Ouch. Yeah. Wow. It, uh, it felt like somebody opened the trap door underneath me. Yeah. My heart sank and I was like, oh my God, what do I do now? It's, um, it's, it's big. It's big business. It's profitable. How do we, how do we address this? And I took that time to reflect. Obviously, I did my best to try and recover the business, multiple meetings, pitched multiple times, but the decision was clearly made. It was a board level decision and, and I couldn't bypass that. So I then took reflection on what I've learned, what I did in the past six years, nurturing that account, building it from nothing to tens of millions of pounds and thought, hey, you know what? I need to take my learnings, put that to one side and apply those learnings to Road Angel as a brand. So whilst I was building this business up with this retailer, I wasn't focused on Road Angel. My focus was over there because they absorbed 90% of my time. I then put that time and effort into Road Angel and yeah, wow, it exploded. We've, we're developing great new products. We've got dash cams selling in, in sort of eight countries now. Our road speed awareness products are selling really well. We're constantly selling out of stock of it. And it's been, it was a blessing in disguise. You know, I hear this a lot. When one door closes, another opens. And do you ever look back on that and think, wow, what if that one account had not gone away? 
where would I be today? So the lesson here I hear you saying is always keep your blinders wide open and not so focused on one thing. Make the time, figure out how to make the time to expand and always be looking ahead. And it's that proverbial saving for a rainy day because it it may come. And especially with, with the kind of things the economy is doing right now, you never know when some board director goes, nope, and there's nothing you can do about it. You didn't do anything wrong. It's just stroke of a yeah. pen, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 this the old proverb saying keep your eggs don't keep all your eggs in one basket. Yes. And that was that was me. I had all my eggs in one basket and I was too focused on that one account. And yesterday I was actually having dinner with the buyer, the the old previous buyer who I used to deal with. We formed a fantastic relationship and friendship. And he was in town and he contacted me and said, Look, let's have a catch up and, and, and dinner and I thanked him and I said, You know what? What you did was one of the best decisions of my life. <laughs> wow. Um, you, you made that decision for me because I was so focused with your company um, and developing your business that I neglected my own and the capabilities of what could be achieved. Wonderful story. Appreciate you sharing that. And I'm so happy everything turned out great. Uh, something for everyone listening to think about uh, how they're conducting business right here uh, today. You know, I know you're a car guy, Gary. Absolutely. Little road angel told me this, you know, fluttered, <laughs> fluttered down on my shoulder. And uh, I want to talk a, b- a little bit about or have you talk a little bit about a special vehicle in your life? Because I know you've got a pretty cool story. Yeah. Um, I, at the moment, I've, I've got quite a number of beautiful cars. But I possibly have to say the most special vehicle, in, not in my collection, but in the family's collection, is my brother's Ferrari 458 Spider. And, and the story behind this is my brother was going to turn 40 uh, in let me think now, 2014. And he hinted and indicated that he'd love to have a Ferrari convertible. And it was his dream to have a Ferrari convertible. Not He didn't specify which model or anything. In conversation, there was talk about how it's his. It's always his ultimate dream to have a Ferrari. So myself and my older brother took it upon ourselves and thought, hey, he's worked hard. He's done well for the family. He's done well for his own family. Let's um, try and make that dream happen. Wow. <laughs> let's, 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 let's try and buy a car. Let's buy a Ferrari. And at the time, we'd, we'd never invested in a supercar, never really looked at buying a supercar. It was just a, it was a pipe dream that everybody has and, and a poster on the wall. So we made some inquiries and, and we went to the dealership and we started looking at, at the time, the Ferrari California, which is quite cheap. It was £100,000. At the time, translated to about 150000 US dollars. And it was nice. So we thought, hey, yeah, this is great. We can afford this. It's not too bad. Um, let's sort of go for this vehicle. But then we test drove this car and nah. It was not a screaming Ferrari. It's like, this is boring. <laughs> I'd rather drive an Audi. Um, so both of us were like, no, this is, this is unacceptable. So we then considered what, sh- what are our options. And eventually we decided, we spoke to the dealership, we're going to buy him a brand new car. So we sat in the dealership, myself and my older brother, and we said, look, we're going to take, we're going to go out all out and we're going to order a 458 Spider. It's the ultimate Ferrari to have. Um, it's what he would want. Um, it's convertible, it's red, it's got crema interior, um, it's got all the specification in the world, but I think I specced it out at about 350,000 US, so it was pretty much at the time one of the highest spec 458 Ferraris uh, available in the UK. And we spec'd this car for his birthday in June. Oh my June. gosh, wow. Yeah, yeah, for, and, and he was not aware of this vehicle at all, so I've got two older brothers, um, it was for the middle brother, 
and he had no idea. So we, we sat in the dealership and we've gone in there and we've spent this vehicle, paid the deposit and then walked out of the vehicle, uh, walked out of the dealership, sat in my big brother's car and thought, wow, damn, we just bought a Ferrari. What did we just do? <laughs> what did we do? Yeah, it didn't sink in until we sat in the car and then that cold feeling came into, we've just spent so much money on a supercar. Yeah. How do, you, how do we achieve this? And, and it was that <laughs> thing because we were just constantly working hard. Yeah. And the ultimate for us is, to, to make a dream come true for somebody. Yeah. And, and that, was the, that was really, really important. So the vehicle came. We arranged a massive 40th birthday celebration for him in, in my house, in my backyard. And then I had arranged for the Ferrari to be delivered at 6 p.m., the house. So we then put blindfold on him. <laughs> Everybody ran the front, and this, this massive trailer pulled up. The back of the trailer dropped. And all of a sudden, the whole, every guest of the party just gasped like, wow, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it before. Oh, how nice. I, and I was standing next to my brother and he's thinking, what's happening? What's happening? Um, and then people hinting, oh my God, it's a mini. Oh my God, it's a brand new mini. So he's thinking, what am I actually get it, getting as my present? Yeah. Um, and obviously he had some idea it's a vehicle because we've asked him to come to the front and we're all on the driveway. Um, and then the Ferrari pulled up on the drive. We took the blindfold off and he just burst into tears. Yeah, he must have so, lost it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> it's like Gosh. his dream car just delivered there for his 40th birthday. Yeah. And wow, that meant something. It meant something to him. It meant something to, to us and everybody who was there on the day to, to enjoy our celebration. I love it. No doubt it's equipped with a road angel. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. And, and speed awareness. What an awesome story. So all I can say to that is, Gary, my brother from another mother. <laughs> I've got a birthday. Well, actually, I just missed you. just missed Mark, me. Mark, I just missed your 40th. I'm sorry. 40th. Well, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you uh, are making me feel rather young. I just turned 65 <laughs> last uh, two months ago. So, wow. yeah, it's, uh, I'm a little bit older, but uh, what a wonderful story. That That's absolutely awesome. So I'm a bit of a car psychologist. I can crawl into your head and, and pull out all sorts of interesting car facts. And this one is a unique question. If you were reincarnated, you were manifest as a vehicle, what would you be and why? Oh, good question. I'd have to say, if I was reincarnated and, and born again, I'd have to be a G-Wagon. Oh, okay. Now, what's the reason behind that? Well, I'm big. I'm dark. Beautiful? No, I'm not really. Yeah, no, I'm just big <laughs> ah, and, you're, big pretty and powerful. you're a pretty handsome guy, so I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, the reason I'd say G-Wagon is, yeah, it's because of that. I, yeah. I'm big, I'm agile, I'm refined, I've got power, I can be pliable. Sort of a G-Wagon is a great vehicle. You can take it off terrain, on terrain, on right. the road, off the road. So I'm pliable to many scenarios. I can sit with an old person and have a great conversation. I can sit with young children and have a great time and that's the g-wagon isn't it you can take it to a dinner party you can take it to the beach you can take it everywhere it's sort of that vehicle is available for all seasons in all conditions yeah yeah i don't mind getting dirty as well that's really well, cool. well there you go a little bit of graft there right so yeah, yeah. Cool. so yeah. you're very multifaceted you know coming just returning from southern california i don't see many of those up here where i live but down there uh there's a lot of them rolling around and you're right it's one of those cars that you can take out in the country and the dented logging road or dirt road or you can pull up to the finest restaurant and they'll park it right in front next to that lambo and that ferrari so uh yeah it's, it's pretty cool and they're pretty lush <laughs> they're pretty lush when you crawl oh, in, crawl inside beautiful cars so you know I always ask people how they like to give back. And the way I view your business is that your product is giving back. Is that how you view Road Angel? 
Absolutely. Yeah. We can't give all the time to thousands of consumers and thousands of individuals, but we can make a difference. And the way I give back is to say my products should help somebody drive better, be more speed aware, make their vehicle safer, make them safer, and in turn, stop that accident from ever happening, ever occurring. I'm a great, great believer is prevention is the cure, and it's never a solution to try and fix something after it's happened. So if people are driving at the right speed on the right road, and they get hit, uh, sorry, they hit a, ch- a child, or they hit an animal, or they hit anything, there's a good chance that item or that person will live. Well, it's awesome what you guys are doing. Oh, so important. Now, I love books. We love books here. Now, you're a very busy guy. You even have time to pick up a book with all these kids and business operations. Uh, Is there a book, though, if you can think back that you might uh, refer to our listeners today that you you enjoyed? Yeah, I'm not really a book person, I'll be honest with you. As a child, I I used to read all the time and um, spend lots of time reading lots of different books. But as I grew up up and, and got into business and started having children, I found myself with less and less time to actually sit there and read and get some quiet time. But a book that I have read recently is probably The Richer Way by Julian Richer. And this is a chap that owns a, well, used to own a very, very successful hi-fi business here in the UK. Real inspiration to me and, and my brothers and my family because he, he turned a passion of audio into a very successful business, ran it in a type of a cooperative and then gave the business back to his his own, uh, well, to his staff and people who are part of this cooperative. So when he retired recently, he gave the whole business back wow. to the new owners, to the, to the uh, staff who worked in the business. And I think that's incredible because I've not seen anybody do that before. And it wasn't a small business. I think it turned over over 100 million US. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And he gave back. And he's a real in- inspiration to me because he's driven by consumer customer service. And, and that's the important part of his business. And that's what we apply to our business is to make sure that we give the best possible service to our customers all the time. I love it. Very cool. A new book recommended here. So I'll put that on Gary's show notes page. So all you listeners can find it quick, easy click to buy. And I'll remind everybody, there's a great place in the Car Show website called Guest Recommended Books. There's over 3000 books listed there with quick, easy clicks to buy. uh, They were referred all by my inspiring automotive enthusiasts, so check it out. So the ultimate drive, uh, I'm an enabler, Gary, but I'm a great enabler. I'm going to enable you to pick any car in the world, go for a drive anywhere in the world, and take anybody with you, even maybe somebody from the past who's no longer with us. Uh, So a guy who likes uh, fast cars, nice cars, fun stuff, what are you going to be doing today? Well, the ultimate drive has got to be my Lamborghini Aventador SVJ. Oh, okay. I like that. Beautiful car. Yeah. lucky enough be one of the lucky owners of uh, Lamborghini when they might to, to make the purchase. And if I could drive with anybody in that Lamborghini, it'd have to be Nigel Mansell. Oh, the great F1 champion. Absolutely. Yeah. What an incredible guy. He was my idol whilst growing up. Watched many races with, with him, winning, losing, crashing. It was phenomenal. But just to have the old guy in the new beast. Yeah. And, and to have the similar sort of technology that was in F1, but probably yet the, the Aventador's got more technology now than the F1 car that he had. And just to really drive and, and get the most out of that car. And wow. Yeah. Give me the, the passion and the emotion. That would be pretty cool. I was fortunate enough to be at the Lamborghini factory a week before they were going to roll the first Aventador out. 
the door. And they were getting a private tour, and they had built this wall in the factory. It's not a, you've probably been there. It's not a big place, you know, you compare it to major manufacturers. And I said, what's behind the wall? And the lady said, she kind of winked. She said, well, something new. And I said, Aventador? She goes, yeah. And I said, can we go in there? She said, no. And I go, please, I mean... Just a peek. So she actually gave us a quick little walkthrough. No pictures, of course, you know, but yeah. And as you know, at that place, everything's built like uh, an F1 car is built. It's like an yeah. operating room. And that car, when it came out, is like a fighter jet. I mean, it was just like, whoa, right? It's the best way to describe it. Yeah, you're you're in the cockpit of a fighter jet, and that's how it's designed. It's uh, yeah. It drives like that as well. I've never driven a fighter. Well, I've never flown a plane or or. or fighter jet but you really get that feeling it's a hard car and a great car to drive the agility the power the speed the accuracy how it gets in and out of corners is unbelievable and i actually have the aventador s and the completely different beast altogether the svj um what a motor oh incredible so i gotta assume would you put nigel in the driver's seat of course, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would never, ever be a passenger when, when you've got some, one of the greatest people in your vehicle. <laughs> um, you'd have to give them the privilege of driving. Of course, absolutely. And the, and the experience of uh, being there with them. Yeah, very cool. I've got a local friend here. In fact, he's been a guest on the show, David Smith, who had one of Nigel's Formula One cars, a Ferrari. Oh, wow. Yeah, that he actually took out and raced through the Ferrari Cliente program. and I mean, one of the old ones, so... Pretty dicey, fast car, but uh, David did a great job with that that ride and uh, got very good at driving it through using a simulator and then getting on the track. So, uh, yeah, how cool would that be, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, very cool. You've taken us on a really cool ride today, Gary, and I can't thank you enough for uh, chatting with us about Road Angel and what you're doing there. The whole philosophy is just spectacular. Before I let you go, could I ask you to share maybe a success quote or some words of inspiration? Yeah, um, okay, my mantra in life is simple. Earn more, save less. It's easier to earn more money and it's harder to save money. So that's what I'm going to leave you guys with today. If I ask you to save $500, probably really difficult. But I ask you to earn $500, you could probably just do that in a couple of hours or even overtime. So it's definitely easier to earn more money than to save more money. Okay, you had me tricked a little bit here. You know, we all hear the complete opposite, but the idea here is to keep driving forward, keep earning. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I love it. How can people learn more about Road Angel? If you want to learn more about Road Angel, please come to my website, which is www.roadangelgroup.com. You can also get us on uh, Instagram and Facebook, which is Road Angel Group. Um, And if you want to learn more about me, uh, just follow my LinkedIn, which is Gary Digfer, or come to me on Insta's private account. But if I like what I see, I'll allow you to follow me and I'll follow you back. And it's uh, hashtag GMoneyCo. That's G-M-O-N-I-E-C-O. There we go. I'll put all those links on Gary's show notes page. I want to do a quick shout out. Thank you to uh, Vicky Sales at Motivate in the UK uh, for introducing me to Gary. Vicky, nice job. Really appreciate it. Gary, hey, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for spending time and sharing your business and your life with us today. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road, no doubt, with a road angel hovering over my shoulder. Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure, and thank you for inviting me to the show. Absolutely. This has been great. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, 
a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!